Welcome to Speaking of Grace, the weekly message podcast from the Whole Life Church in Orlando, Florida. We're a multi-ethnic, multicultural, and multi-generational congregation committed to our mission of loving people into a lifelong friendship with God. We are committed to our vision of being a church without walls, fully engaged in serving the people of our community. Thank you for joining us as we continue Speaking of Grace. Merry Christmas, family. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Wasn't that great? Oh, yeah. So great. Um, if you're looking for a seat, um, I just gave mine up. So there's a couple here. There's a couple right there as well. So there's some seats up front. Actually, there's a few over there. And also there's some overflow in 105. So um, if you don't want to be in here and have the front row seat. And by the way, I just it would be a shame for me not to mention this. We do reserve seats ahead of time. You can reserve seats. They're up here. You can talk to myself or any of our pastoral team, and we'd be happy to make sure your seat's are reserved for Easter and Christmas. Um, we, even, we even do it for two services. It's pretty incredible. I am so happy that each one of you are here. You were meant to be here this morning. God made a date with you, and you showed up. I'm so glad you're here. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. Jesus, thank you for being born. Holy Spirit, thank you for filling us with the gift that comes from that birth. I pray that we would hear what you have to say to us today. We pray in your name. Amen. So over this Christmas season, we've been talking about characters in the, in the Christmas story who were given the opportunity to arise, to do something. And uh, today, today we're talking about actually kind of a group. We're talking about the innkeeper who David did a fabulous job um, portraying today. That was good. Yeah. Uh, kudos to Dave for that uh, just fantastic portrayal. And also to Tammy for writing the script. It's just really good. Yeah. I don't know if you had a chance to see his uh, polo shirt. It said Bethlehem Inn. There's always room. <laughs> really, really good. Um, and uh, so good. <laughs> anyway. Um, so today we're talking about the shepherds and we're talking about the innkeeper. So let's go ahead and look up uh, the Bible verses that actually talk about that. Luke chapter 2. We're going to be looking at verses 7 through 11. So starting at verse 7. Mary gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Now, much like the three wise men, which the Bible doesn't say there were three wise men, the Bible doesn't give us any record of an innkeeper. It just says that there was no, that she gave birth and the baby was in a manger because there was no room available for them. And the way the Greek language is structured in this particular case uh, gives theologians a lot of fun because theologians love to argue over things. And so the way it's, it's structured means that, that basically there was either no room with them with their relatives in their relative's home or there was no room for them in like, what we might think of as an inn today. Uh, so there's a lot of different options. And so what we've done today is we've just used our, our sanctified imagination. <laughs> because that's okay to do. God gave us an imagination for a purpose. What we know for a fact is, is this. That Jesus was not born in a palace. 
He was not born in a hospital. He wasn't born into a middle-class home. He was, if, if we were going to put it in today's terms, he was, he was born at a rest stop along the highway in the bathroom. And I want you just to let that soak in for a minute. The God of the universe that created everything, everything, this entire, that spoke into existence gorgeous forests, that God allowed himself to be born into the most humble of circumstances. His bed was a manger, a feeding trough for animals because nowhere wanted his mom and him because he was illegitimate. By the way, can we just say for a moment there are no illegitimate children? There aren't. There aren't. There aren't. And Jesus knows exactly what it feels like to have that label applied. The God of the universe understands. And so when I use my holy sanctified imagination, just like Tammy and David showed us, it's not hard for me at all to imagine a mother who has been rejected and not given a place to stay because it was unacceptable. I mean, you know what she did wasn't right, right? Okay. <laughs> we'll try a little later interactions again, okay? We didn't rehearse that. That's my fault. Family, just think about that. Think about the opportunity that someone had to have God born in their home. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Have you thought that they had the opportunity, but people turned it down because it wasn't sanctified? We can't let. You know, we can't let a person like that stay underneath our roof. We would be sanctioning what they've done. So, since nobody else wanted to show up, some angels said, time to get the party going. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. We kind of have a romanticized vision of shepherds today, but trust me, back in Jesus' day, this was not the group of people that was romanticized. These people were considered to be the, the lowest on the rung of, of jobs you could have. They were considered to be dishonest, thieves. And that's who some angels decided to show up to. Suddenly an angel the angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. We talked about this last week. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Do you know that Jesus brings joy to all? Jesus brings joy to all. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem in the city of David.
And what do these shepherds do? They don't go, wow, that's cool. Boy, I'm glad somebody told us about that. But, you know, if we leave our... Remember, they were watching over their sheep by night because that was their income. They leave their income. They leave it unguarded. And they go to see this thing that's happened. They embrace an unexpected opportunity in the same way that another group of people turned away an unexpected opportunity. Isn't that incredible? I want to suggest to you today that some of the greatest opportunities that God gives us come in disguise, especially the opportunity for joy. Joy has a habit of showing up in some of the most unexpected places. I like what C.S. Lewis had to say about it. C.S. Lewis said, Joy bursts into our lives when we go about doing the good at hand and not trying to manipulate things and times to achieve joy. Ponder that for a minute. As Americans, we're very proud of the pursuit of happiness, right? Declaration says that we're all entitled to the pursuit of happiness. But what's the difference between happiness and joy? You know, I'm a pastor that doesn't always like to give you answers, so you can go home and think about that one. But I want to suggest to you this, when it comes to joy, that you can pursue happiness. Happiness may be a pursuit, but joy? Joy is something that arises out of sometimes unexpected experiences and opportunities. Joy is something that that isn't pursued. It's something that's a blessing given to you. It's no, no surprise that joy is a fruit of the Spirit. I have a fruit tree in my backyard. It was the first time I've ever had a home that had a fruit tree in, my, in, in the yard. I know that's a little weird, but it's true. And so I didn't know what kind of tree it was when I, sh- when I bought the house. So there's an app for that. <laughs> and I finally figured it out. It's basically an orange tree. Shock of shocks. <laughs> and I had the opportunity to watch how oranges grow. I've never seen that before. I've seen how apples grow growing up in North Carolina, but I've never seen oranges grow. And what surprised me was how long it took for them to grow. Joys like that. Sometimes we chase joy thinking that it needs to happen now, and yet joy is something that grows. It's also something that can't be manipulated. It can't be manipulated. Joy is something that, as C.S. Lewis rightly points out, that comes from just doing the good at hand as opposed to trying to make it happen. That kind of reminds me of a time that I found joy in an unexpected place. This is the first church I ever pastored at, officially. This is the Brentwood Avenue Church in Auckland, New Zealand. Um, It is a very unique little church. Um, You can see a major highway there on one side. Another really cool thing is on the opposite side of the highway, because the highway is right there, on the opposite side is the headquarters of the Hells Angels of Auckland. 
So uh, on many a Saturday morning, we'd have to pause the sermon while they went about doing whatever they were doing because they came rumbling by on their motorcycles. To make it even more interesting, there's a major railroad track right behind the church. So there was many a Sabbath morning that the Hells Angels would get done doing what they were doing and the train would come through. And it felt like it was coming through. And uh, I went there to be a youth pastor for a year during college. And um, I got to tell you, it was, it was one of the more trying experiences that I've ever been through. I went to a foreign country, and you kind of, when you go to a country that speaks English, you kind of assume that you speak the same English, and yet you do not. Um, and so the customs are different. The ideas are different. You're in the Southern Hemisphere, and so when it's supposed to be hot, it's cold. And when it's supposed to be cold, it's hot. Right? Christmas time is really, really hot. Not, I mean, Florida is warm. It was hot there, okay? Really hot. And I was really lonely. I don't know how many of you have been in a foreign country by yourself without people that were from the same culture and customs as you. Uh, this is a look at kind of my youth group. As you may tell, they look a little different than I do. Um, and it was my first experience being in an environment where I was around people that looked a lot different than I did. But they were amazing. And as Christmas rolled around, I thought, this is going to be, this is going to be a rough Christmas. I know I'm going to miss my family. It's going to feel weird that it's not cold. It's, it's going to be all the traditions that I'm used to are not things that they're doing here as much. And one of my youth groups said, Ken, we ought to we ought to." to do something for the homeless, the unsheltered. We do something on, on Saturdays for them. We ought to invite them to come to the church on Christmas Day, and we ought to put on a big feast for them, and we should have presents, and we should make it a big deal. And I thought, well, I got no family here. Well, let's do it. So I did it, not expecting much out of it, just expecting to, to do this thing and you know, pat ourselves on the back for doing a good thing. Family, that was just one of the most meaningful Christmases I've ever had. I found joy as I watched unsheltered people come in. One lady just had tears streaming down her face. She said, I have not eaten on a white tablecloth with napkins and, and, and silverware, and I can't remember how long, much less had somebody serve me. I mean, this is the service that we're used to getting. You guys are like waiting on us and taking. It was an incredible experience. I experienced joy. Why? Because like C.S. Lewis said, joy bursts into our lives when we go about doing the good at hand and not trying to manipulate things, pursue happiness. What was the difference between the shepherds and the innkeeper? The shepherds took their opportunity. The innkeeper thought that he was trying to please God. And yet, did he? No. Because that's not who God is. God tells us that he wants us to take care of the unsheltered, the homeless, the orphan. When we start slapping the labels on people who are worthy of God's love and who aren't, we severely miss how unworthy we are of God's love. So what happened with those shepherds? They got the joy. 
The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. The blessing of joy comes to those who take those unexpected opportunities, not so that they can get joy, but because that's simply what God's asked them to do, and they're following through. And then that fruit of joy winds up mysteriously growing in their life and unexpectedly makes its appearance. John records Jesus' words this way. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. Jesus has spoken his word to you today so that his joy will be in you and your joy, your joy can be full. The innkeeper denied himself that joy while the shepherds embraced it. This Christmas, I invite you, choose joy. You'll find it wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Hi, this is Randy McGray, podcast producer and host here at Whole Life Church. Loving people into a lifelong friendship with God is our mission at the Whole Life Church, and our podcasts are designed to help facilitate conversations that help us grow together in that pursuit. Now that you've heard the message for this week, don't forget to check out the Whole Life Takeaways for this message. Swipe up in today's show notes and join the conversation. Speaking of conversations, each Wednesday morning we take a closer look at the week's message. That's right, the one you just listened to. We discuss practical ways to apply spiritual lessons and ask honest questions about the issues we face as Christians, all focused through the lens of grace. Your voice is a welcomed addition to that conversation. We encourage your thoughts and your questions by sending a voicemail or text to 407-965-1607 or send an email to podcast at wholelife.church. You can find everything podcast-related on our website, wholelife.church slash podcast. And plan on spending every Tuesday evening and Wednesday morning with us as we bring you the Whole Life Church inspiration you love straight into your headphones. Thanks for listening, and have a great week.